0: Good morning, Four Oaks Church. It is Thursday, September 29th, 2022. Welcome to Romans Rewind. As we're having this time in the safe, comfy confines of our homes and screens, of course, brothers and sisters in Christ and um, folks in general down in Southwest Florida, Central Florida, are, are wrestling through this hurricane. So we want to pray for them. A number of our Harbor Network churches are right in the middle of that storm. Uh, Dave and Kim Harvey, who ministered here for several years, you know them. Anyway, pray for them. Pray for um, the witness of the church across, um, across our state um, this morning and this season. And uh, But we're glad to be here. Um, it's beautiful outside. It's cool, Chris. The fall is here. And we're diving into God's word this morning. Just a a, a programming note, I've always wanted to say that. We will not be broadcasting tomorrow. That would be Friday, September 30th. We will not be here, but we'll be back in action uh, the following Monday, October 2nd. So this will be the last devotional of the week. And we want to wrap up Romans 12, 9 through 21. And so here, Paul has been talking to us about our posture, our relationship, um, the, the ground rules, so to speak, the rules of the house, the, 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 the operating procedure manual that applies to all of us. So, of course, he's first spoken about spiritual gifts. That's our individual mission, our individual job description. But then he says, as we're exercising these gifts, then here is how you to conduct yourselves with one another. And, of course, it all flows out of this central admonition to love one another, let your love be genuine. And as we've seen it, everything sort of cascades down from this. Now, one of the things that you you will notice here, um, and in fact, let's just read the whole passage. And And I want you to notice there is a subtle, but certainly gradual, but certain shift from the focus of Paul's admonition here. And let's see if you can pick it up because it begins With our relationship to one another as believers, but then it expands outwards, and I want you to see if you can notice the shift. Look at let's let's read verses nine through twenty-one. Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink, for by doing so you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Now, I want you to notice the the shift, and it's, it's almost as if Paul is accelerating on to The freeway as he transitions from being off road to on road. So, verses 9 through 13, we see very much as consistent with those things that are to particularly embody us in our relationships with other believers in the local body outdo one another in showing honor, love one another with brotherly affection contribute to the needs of the saints, seek to show hospitality. All those are, are, are commands oriented to the body life of the church. But then Paul begins to make this shift in verses 15 and 16, bless those who persecute you, um, live in harmony with one another, do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. And now certainly those commands, um, are applicable to our relationships within the church. But also, we begin to see Paul shift a focus to our relationships outside the church. And he makes this, this transition complete in verses 17 and 21, where it seems that what he has in mind is not just our posture to one another, but our posture to the outside world. So for example, verse 17, repay no one evil for evil. Um, as far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Never avenge yourselves. Leave it to the wrath of God. If your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. Do not overcome evil by evil, but overcome evil with good. Those are commands that are particularly relevant in our relationship to people outside the body. And this is where I think these commands really gain traction because we've talked about this one verse if, um, about heaping burning coals on his head. And this is this idea that through our returning evil with our love instead of vengeance, instead of bitterness, instead of hostility, that this in a sense brings a great sense of shame to those who are persecuting us. It brings a sense of embarrassment, if you will. But this, of course, is to be a redemptive embarrassment that hopefully, God willing, through the power of the Spirit, as we return those responses, give an unexpected response to an evil response, that people will be sort of astounded, that they will be sort of perplexed and confused and sort of lose their bearing because that's not the way the world works, right? The world is dog eat dog. The world is not turn the other cheek. But when we give that unexpected response, that gospel response, which was the response of Jesus, then people see something differently. So people wonder why we're not retaliating. People Now, we might be misunderstood. We might be accused of weakness. We might be accused of, of something else. But it gives us the opportunity to explain why we're doing what we're doing. And it can be a powerful testimony, right? I think an example of this that we see Um, is, of course, in John chapter seven and eight, where the Pharisees are huddled around this woman and they are getting ready to stone her. And Jesus walks in. He knows the woman is deserving of stoning, of course. That's the Old Testament law. But then he begins to return kindness to this woman and he begins to um, entreat her confront her with her sin, to call her to repentance, but to show grace and kindness to her. And what do the Pharisees do in the middle of this unexpected kindness and generosity from Jesus? They drop their stones and they walk away. In other words, burning coals have been heaped upon their head and they walk away in shame. And, and hopefully there's somebody or two or three in there that see the redemptive grace of God in the acts of Jesus and turn their hearts in repentance to him. I think that's the sort of thing that we're talking about. Now, in saying all that, there's certain things we need to understand about what this passage is saying and what it's not, because this sort of evokes all sorts of questions on our behalf, right? Well, Pastor Paul, what about when I'm wronged in my business? And the way I'm being wronged or cheated or defrauded is not going to just hurt me. It's going to hurt my employees or hurt those um, who work with me and their families. What about if someone is mistreating my child at school or there is some sort of abuse happening? Does this mean that we turn the other cheek? Does this mean that we don't exact, exact vengeance? And I don't think it means that at all. In fact, I think Paul is here primarily talking about our interpersonal relationships and in dealing, sort of the whoop and wharf of our life. It's in Romans 13, of course, that he now turns, is going to turn, and this is the passage we're going to see um, this coming week that there is a place for the state, there is a place for the government, there is a place for the civil affairs um, and the authorities to step in and to enact justice, to enact peace, to, to punish evildoers. In fact, let me just give us a, a brief preview of the text this Sunday because it'll help us understand how this connects with what Paul has just been saying. Let every person be subject to the governing authorities, Romans 13.1 says, for there is no authority except from God and those that exist have been instituted by God. So there Paul says, yes, I know that there may be injustice. Yes, I know that there may be um, systemic wrongdoing um, ongoing in your life that extends just beyond your personal relationship, but that impacts a whole host of areas. What are we to do then, Apostle Paul? And this is where Apostle Paul moves in and says, yes, there is a role for the civil authorities. There is a role for the government. And you may say, well, Pastor Paul, What does that look like? Well, you're going to have to come hear the message on Sunday to find out. So there we go. Um, Hope that launches us into the weekend. We'll see you back here Monday, but hopefully Sunday at Four Oaks. Let's pray. Lord, thanks for this uh, opportunity to dig into your word this morning. Give us wisdom to know how to sort these things out. Give us discernment to know how to locate ourselves in them. And Lord, we do want to walk faithfully to your commands. Lord, give us your grace to do that. In your name we pray. Amen. Thanks, everybody. Have a great weekend.